What's up? It's the Yahoo NFL Live Show. Pete McCarthy, Eric Lindquist with you ahead of a Monday night football matchup between the Bills and the Titans. The Bills so impressive last week against the Kansas City Chiefs on Sunday night football. So why not keep them in the national window and we won't have to watch uh, the slop we saw last night in Pittsburgh. But uh, how are we doing, Eric? Oh, well, I'm ready to go. I I think this game, uh, why it might be. I don't know. I don't even think it'll be ugly. I think it's going to be a really fun one. Looking at both these teams, there should be offense. We have a 53 total. We have a six point spread. So it's relatively in check. Uh, and the road team, obviously, being the favorite one, I'm looking forward to it. I think it's going to be a really fun one. And I think there's some really fascinating stuff that we can do in terms of getting contrarian here. And what I really like about this game is just the different in difference in styles between these offenses, right? The Bills, yep. they barely want to run the ball. It's Josh Allen who's toting the ball on the ground a lot. And then for the Titans, Derrick Henry's got like 90% of the runs that aren't uh, Ryan Tannehill's. It, it, they're two very different offenses that we have to try to mesh together and make sense of here. Yeah, and we have some tools that can help you do that here at Osmo, too. We have the NFL Advanced Stats page, which I refer to a ton. It takes game script, adjusted rush percentages, and kind of tells you what teams are prioritizing, the run or the pass in some of these spots. And Tennessee is fourth up there in terms of just wanting to run the football, right behind Baltimore, Cleveland, and Indianapolis. And we know how much those three teams, I guess Indianapolis yesterday, Jonathan Taylor with just two carries in the first half, explained that one to me. But uh, otherwise, on the Buffalo side, it is basically all pass. And if it's going to be through the ground, a lot of it has been Josh Allen of late with 11 rushing attempts last time out, six in week four, uh, nine, I know, going back to week one against Pittsburgh. So he gets a ton of rushing volume. We are going to have a, a tough time trying to, to figure out any other way to not play him 100% on this on this slate. But uh, we'll kind of get into that a little bit right away here. Yeah, I was going to ask you, has he hit like Lamar Jackson status where you just you pound him in that superstar spot on Yahoo and let it go. Yeah, you kind of do uh, right off the bat. Josh Allen, 28.35 is projection at Osmo. That is almost 10 fantasy points better than Derrick Henry, who's a dollar more. So if you want to talk about some ways to get contrarian here, I, I don't know. I feel like because, you know, I've been playing a ton on Yahoo this year, as you as you should, all should, because 12% management fee for these contests, I mean, that's the lowest amount of rake you're going to find around the industry, especially for showdown. But Derrick Henry being a dollar more, I think people want to play him a lot. And going up to the superstar spot, I mean, these quarterbacks in half-point PPR formats, not that that's a huge concern for Derrick Henry, although his passing volume has increased this season. It's just such a large disparity and such a large gap that you rarely get on any slate. So uh, a superstar spot for me, I think, is going to be 100% Josh Allen moving on with my day. I might try to put a pass catcher with him, but the Derrick Henry route is just so difficult because I know the ownership will be there. I would much rather just go and side with Josh Allen as much as I could. And it's tricky with the Bills, too. We know who their number one receiver is, but there's a lot of other guys that have been getting it Stephon Diggs' way. So uh, we'll break all of that down uh, over the course of the next uh, 25 minutes or so with you. Give us a like, subscribe, so you can keep up with all of our shows, our DFS offers, giveaways, much, much more. And once you do subscribe, hit that notification button to get alerts when our shows do go live. Be sure to also check out today's free premium tools and data, which is Monday Night Football Single Game Top Plays and MLB top pitchers. And that's good because we got Monday Night Football tonight, so you get the uh, single-game top plays right there. And as far as the game goes overall, you mentioned some of this at the top. The Bills are a six-point favorite on the road, over-under of 53.5, relatively high. 
Uh, so you're looking at implied point totals. The Bills just under 30 points and the Titans just under 24. Do you think mm-hmm. that's fair? I, I think the Bills are capable of scoring a ton of points. I'm not as optimistic that the Titans can match that kind of total in this game, uh, especially depending on the status of A.J. Brown as of now questionable. And that was a late questionable yesterday due to illness. So there's a number of ways to go about answering this question because it's more about what we do know than what we don't know. We do know that A.J. Brown and that Julio Jones have been hampered pretty much this entire season. Mm -hmm. And we haven't seen the full effect of what this Tennessee offense can look like. You put A.J. Brown on one side and Julio Jones on the other side. Oh, and your best skill position player is still in the backfield. That's a ridiculous, ridiculous team. And Ryan Tannehill has been a top five PFF quarterback here up until that Jets game where he was a little bit inept there, but he's been really, really good and efficient this season. It really comes down to the Tennessee defense is completely inept. And this Buffalo defense is fantastic so far in the early going. They've actually had three slates where they've scored 17 plus fantasy points themselves. They have nine picks, six fumble recoveries, 14 sacks, and a touchdown over the course of the season. They're averaging over 13 Yahoo fantasy points per game. Uh, That is ridiculous out of a defense, but we have not seen this Tennessee team at full strength yet. And I I would expect that they're going to be very potent on that side of the ball here. So I do think that the total makes a lot more sense at 53 and, you know, Buffalo should definitely be favored in this spot because if you just put the two defenses across from each other, I'm definitely taking the bills every single time. But Mm -hmm. I I think points are what we're going to be expecting here. And I think points are what we're going to get. In the Bills last week against the Chiefs on Sunday night football, everyone kind of came away from it was knocking the Chiefs. The defense isn't good enough, but how do you stop this Bills offense? You have all these different weapons outside. They're not looking to run the ball a ton, but then Josh Allen, when the pass breaks down, he can run and pick up the first down. And those are always just backbreakers. So, um, you know, the other thing, just to overview this game, injuries mentioned A.J. Brown. Uh, otherwise, it's amazing on the other side. The Bills are fully healthy. They don't have a single player on the injury report, so they're feeling good about themselves. Uh, the Titans, they're one of their top cornerbacks. Christian Fulton is out, um, so you can try to see if we can take advantage of that with the uh, the number of threats outside for the Buffalo Bills. We'll get into the quarterback in a moment. Right now, let's tell you, look, it's the last call if you want to get started with some NHL DFS for just 3 bucks. Use promo code CROSSCHECK. That's cross-check. You know, they're they're not supposed to let you do that anymore in (laughs) hockey, but we're using it for the promo code. All caps, one word, at checkout, 75% off your first week of Awesomeo Plus NHL, which gives you access to everything we have to offer for NHL DFS. This includes our player projections, ownership projections, top stacks, lineup builder, and premium Slack channel. Just click the link in the video description below to activate. This offer is only valid through today. So this is your last chance to give NHL DFS a shot for a cup of coffee. Stop guessing, start winning, join Osmo Plus today. And you can play NHL on Yahoo as well if you're uh, enjoying the Yahoo format and uh, experience there. So let's get into the quarterbacks here, Eric. Start up Josh Allen, big price tag, 37 bucks. Kind of hard to shy away from this guy. He's averaging 274 passing yards per game. He's got 12 touchdowns in five games. They're scoring touchdowns through the air in this offense. And as I mentioned, they can run the ball a little bit. Almost 200 rushing yards on the season. A couple of scores as well. It's kind of tough to get away from Josh Allen when you're making these lineups. Yeah, I think the word is probably impossible uh, to get away from Josh Allen because 
similar to Lamar Jackson, where you kind of build with him and you figure it out later. I would say Josh Allen is even a little bit more uh, foolproof, I think, just in terms of being optimal on a one-game slate, maybe, as opposed to Lamar. And that's crazy saying that out loud. Josh Allen has about half of the rushing equity, but I mean, this team just airs the football out. And they do it at a ridiculous clip. 12 passing touchdowns, two interceptions here for him, uh, two rushing touchdowns in addition. So yeah, he definitely adds the ground compliment to it as well. Didn't even have to do anything super crazy, but it's just like the deep playability he has with a number of these receivers. Now Dawson Knox is starting to be involved Mm -hmm. and putting up some massive production now as well. If they get a tight end option that can break plays in in the backfield and kind of get some of those those corner seam routes where he's just he's just making things happen uh, that that make me think this team could be even more dynamic going forward. I mean, Kansas City was inept, but Houston uh, just super efficient, continues to be somebody who you know hasn't had to go uh, for over thirty three passing. Well, he had forty three passing attempts uh, against Washington there uh, in an absolute beat down there. But I mean, he just gets it done in so many different ways. Ten point projection better than Derrick Henry in our projections. I mean, it kind of feels like a little bit of a a no brainer that if you're playing one or two lineups, it would be impossible for me to get away from having hundred percent of him. I'm probably going to be playing 20, 30 lineups and I'm still going to have hundred percent of him in the superstars. And what I like about Allen, he's not a quarterback or this isn't an offense where if they get ahead by multiple scores, they're going to throttle down, Mm -hmm. try to eat clock. Uh, give it to the running back. Devin Singletary season, baby. <laughs> Zach <laughs> They're Moss. putting up 40 points. They don't yeah. care. They're looking to score all the time. They have just absolutely decimated opponents this year. And we saw them beat up on the Kansas City Chiefs. Really wasn't until that last drive that they, you know, put the ball in the hands of Moss and let him run a little bit that that last uh couple minutes of the game but they're going to pass all the way through i think no matter how big a lead they have or at least through you know three uh three and a half in the last couple minutes of the game uh so i think you know on the other side it gets interesting people don't always like to play the two quarterbacks if all these people are rushing to get derrick henry in there and you're paying up for Allen and henry maybe you can get ryan Tannehill in there probably doesn't see a ton of ownership tonight and one thing i like about Tannehill. He does have the ability to run the ball a little bit as well. He runs in a touchdown. Boom, he's going to be in that optimal lineup. Yeah, the Derrick Henry conundrum continues, and it will continue tonight, especially on Yahoo. So I kind of think that this this pricing is very intriguing because I think it's very obvious to you and me or anybody who has the tools to understand that Josh Allen, from a raw projection standpoint, is going to be substantially better than Derrick Henry. But Derrick Henry is still projected for 107 rushing yards Uh, in our tools, 108.85 in our last run for the projected stats page. That's a ridiculous number to be looking at. There's no bonuses that you get for that over on Yahoo, as opposed to other sites where you do get that. I think that that has to be factored in, but the touchdown equity that Derrick Henry has against any team, including this Bills defense, which I've talked about how formidable they've been over the course of the season. I mean, Derrick Henry is obviously a great play, but at a dollar more than Josh Allen, it is so hard for me to prioritize I'm going to keep a careful eye on what that projected roster ship is going to be for him, because if it comes down to a low point where other people are starting to get on the Allen side, that's when you want to start upping the exposure to Derrick Henry. But I don't think it's going to happen. I just don't see myself getting to nearly as much Derrick Henry as the field, especially if you get A.J. Brown ruled in. And that gives you another uh, uh, obvious option for, for cheap that we can kind of rely on as well. Well, we we like the Bills offense in this game. We like Josh Allen. I'm seeing in the in the chat, is it possible that Derrick Henry could be game scripted out of this game? Let's say the Bills run out to that big lead at the half 
And I feel like the Titans, they're going to find a way to get the ball in Derrick Henry's hands no matter what. I don't really see him getting great game scripted out. Maybe it's just more receptions and mm-hmm. using the passing game, which we've seen this year, than rushing. But I don't think that he's someone that's just not going to be a factor in the uh, second half because they're down multiple scores. He's too big a focal point for this Tennessee offense. Yeah, and you might get Jeremy McNichols ruled out, which I think would be huge just to secure that backfield. we mm-hmm. we got to wait on that status. I think that, that's still up in the air. Uh, but McNichols was a guy that they were happy to bring in. He ended up getting eight targets against the Jets and come from behind mode. So we're talking about a game script where it stayed closer. Or sorry, where it, where it obviously wasn't out of hand, like the Jacksonville game, which was all Derrick Henry. But against the Jets, they were coming from behind, trying to keep that one close. And they put McNichols on the field out there for a long time. He ended up getting 12 total targets. I mean, it was a, it was a ridiculous flip of the narrative where we thought that Derrick Henry was going to get all the passing work. And I still think he will get some in there, but you get McNichols off the field. That's a weird thing to be paying attention to, but no stone goes left unturned in showdown. No doubt about it. Uh, We kind of blew past Ryan Tannehill. Look, I think it's gonna be tough. If you want to get Allen and Henry in this lineup, can you squeeze in Tannehill? He probably gets squeezed out of a lot of rosters. What do you make of Tannehill in this game? And obviously we'll be watching AJ Brown's status as part of this. Yes. So Ryan Tannehill, Uh, I think he's just a lot better than what people think that he is. I think the public Mm -hmm. narrative and perception around him, the guy's completed over 60% of his passes every single outing this entire season. It's he's got Derrick Henry in the backfield. I mean, that's, that's going to be the focal point of the offense. No question, no doubt about it, but he's got incredible skill position players in AJ Brown and Julio Jones, so long as they can be on the field. So it doesn't have to be Westbrook Aquina season or whatever we've tried to create out of value here uh, from the Tennessee side, AJ Brown being ruled in would obviously big, be a big bonus for him. Uh, But Julio Jones being healthy as well. We saw him in week two. He definitely played a a strong role for them uh, in their win against Seattle. Uh, 128 yards, eight targets. I I feel really good about Julio Jones. And, you know, A.J. Brown could be activated, but uh, possibly limited. Uh, There's, of course, that risk, but there's no way around it. Ryan Tannehill also has some ability to rush. Uh, He has over two rushing attempts. It doesn't sound like a lot over the course of the season, but he makes them count. I mean, he had five uh, five rushes for 56 yards, three for 21 here last week. There's a number of these games where he definitely can get things done with the leg or with his legs. Has one rushing touchdown on the season. So, I mean, if you want to get different, I would much rather prefer to get different by putting Tannehill up in the superstar spot than Derrick Henry, mainly because I don't think that that's what the public's going to be doing. Yeah, no, I don't think you'll see a lot of that. And if you want to look at the difference between Allen and Tannehill on a per game basis, you're talking about 25 passing yards and 10 rushing yards per game. And the big thing is the touchdowns where yeah. Allen's thrown for 12, <laughs> Tannehill's thrown for six. Uh, you know, the Bills, they're going to throw it in more often than they're looking to run it in. And it's the opposite for Tennessee. Mm-hmm. But as we talked about, Tannehill does have a rushing touchdown this year, does have the ability perhaps to put it into the end zone himself. If we look at the Titans receivers, I think this is where you're going to have to find a way to get this right. And maybe this is where playing multiple lineups is going to help you a little bit. You know, who's going to get the ball tonight through the air for the Tennessee Titans. As we talked about Brown, he's $22 Julio Jones, $18. If he's the number one alpha dog out there, he's going to see a lot of attention, uh, both offensively and defensively. And then you have all these $10 guys that have kind of been mixed up. Chester Rogers, 20 targets over the course of the year. I believe he's questionable for this game. Uh, Anthony Ferkser, the tight end, 13 targets. Nick Westbrook has been uh, targeted 15 times. It's kind of a mess once you get past A.J. Brown, Julio Jones, as far as who else could maybe poach a touchdown in this game for Tennessee. Fortunately, I think we're going to be able to get some leverage with Brown and with Jones because of how much people prioritize Henry. And 
should I be as incompetent to say that you shouldn't prioritize Derrick Henry if you feel good about that? No, I'm, you're talking about a guy with seven rushing touchdowns. He's on pace to have the most volume in the history of an NFL season for our running back, somewhere in the 460 to 480 carry range. I mean, that's, that's just a ridiculous amount of volume to be getting. And if this game does slow down, I mean, you would have to imagine that Derrick Henry superstar having Tennessee and the flex perhaps as, as a defense to get super contrarian stuff like that can end up panning out. But for me, I do think the skill position stuff that I want to be focused on the most, you had kind of had a good segue for these wide receivers. I love AJ Brown and I love Julio Jones for the slate. I think that they're going very underutilized on other sites and I'm kind of comparing our tools there to be able to tell me a little bit on Yahoo that it's going to be similar, if not even more extreme, because if you play 38 and $37, you only have $20 left per player. You can go up and try to get Stefan Diggs with Josh Allen, but that's going to be almost impossible at 34. You're going to go and skip this entire range. You're going to be playing two players at least that are down uh, underneath $16. So either Singletary and a $10 player or something like that. That's just not a very good build to be looking at. I would much rather take my shots with this passing game. Julio, Julio Jones, it's just a lot of unknowns, but practiced in full last week i feel confident that that's a good sign for him uh just getting some reps in there and, and being ready to go for the first time in a long time and aj brown we'll kind of see what it is it's an illness so i i would think that if he's able to play he's going to be just fine and able to go uh it's not any kind of a lingering issue or an injury that he has going uh at this point in time so aj brown another guy to just kind of keep your uh, keep keep on a high alert. See what that that roster ship ends up looking like because he's somebody to definitely be getting overweight to in the event that he's good to go. And sometimes when they got that little cue next to their name, it scares yep. some people off. So exactly, uh, maybe you are able to to get in on AJ Brown and and not have uh, everybody else jumping in too. Hey, we partnered with Yahoo Fantasy this NFL season to bring you some great offers. All of which you can find in the links in the description of this video. And first. We have an exclusive limited time offer, which gets you one free month of Osmo Plus Platinum. Now, to qualify, you need to be new to Yahoo. Sign up for an account via the link below, deposit, and play. That's it. And Yahoo will send us your name after you play in your first paid contest. We'll reach out via email with your coupon. If you need immediate access because you want to play tonight, email support at Osmo.com. And we'll get you all set up for Bill's Titans. Just to emphasize, this offer is for new Yahoo users only. You can also claim a free $10, which can be used to enter any Yahoo contest, including the $150,000 Monday Night Football Baller tonight. So make sure to use our DFS tools and projections designed specifically for Yahoo to give yourself the best shot at winning big. So we went through the Titans threats outside a little bit. How about the Bills threats here? We know Stephon Diggs is number one, 47 targets. Next up on the list is Cole Beasley. Beasley's half the price, but he hasn't found the end zone so far this season. Emmanuel Sanders has been a big play threat for them. They have a tight end that had the, the big play burning Sorensen uh, in front of halftime last week. And Dawson Knox is suddenly a big play threat. Also five touchdowns this year. They like to throw it up to him near the goal line. There's a lot of different ways to go here for Buffalo. If you're going to put, uh, let's say, Josh Allen up top, you want to pair him with one or two wideouts. All right. So this is where it gets really, really fun because we obviously all think Buffalo is going to be able to put points up on Tennessee. Looking at the PFF grading, Tennessee is 28th in defense. Uh, Buffalo fifth. Uh, offensively, Buffalo seventh, Tennessee third. So, I mean, you are looking at the one weak link of this entire game being this Tennessee defense, specifically this secondary, is just not good. I mean, anytime you've, we've, we've all seen Zach Wilson play some football already this season. Uh, would you say it's gone well or poorly? 
Uh, not so well, except for uh, a couple magical highlights against uh, who is it against? Uh, against the Tennessee Titans, I believe oh, is yeah. who it was. Look at that. We're, we're simpatico. I love it. Uh, but you're looking at the 289 passing yards that they gave up to him in that spot. You know, they only needed 66 yards on the ground up against Tennessee there in that spot. And the Jets ended up coming across with the victory there. I just kind of see this Buffalo team being able to do whatever they want. So the question becomes, what do they want to do? And coming off of back-to-back massive outings, Dawson Knox has been out of his mind for, I guess, three weeks, but the last two weeks for sure. I mean, he's had a reception touchdown in four weeks straight. He had three in the last two weeks now, 18.2 and 19.2 on Yahoo. I mean, those are big outings out of the likes of Dawson Knox. Emmanuel Sanders up there at $20. Uh, Another guy where it's like, do they want to involve him more or Cole Beasley? And Cole Beasley, his snap count has been drastically down. Let me pull this up as we're talking here, because Cole Beasley is bit for me, the big wild card of the entire slate, because we know that he can get some of those quick patterns and, and be out on the field. But if he's not on the field, it doesn't matter. Only 39% of the snaps against Kansas city, 50% of the snaps against Houston. Both of those games were absolute routes. So I'm playing the narrative in my head where they didn't need to utilize Beasley, that it ended up being some big plays to Knox. And if he gets to 50% plus of the snaps again, that might be the X factor of this game. And with a half point PPR, I mean, that already hurts Beasley's value a little bit. He's not a guy who finds the end zone a ton. He's someone that if you play him, you're hoping you're getting 10 catches, you know, 80 yards. He's that kind of receiver. Yeah, he is. I I think that Cole Beasley is never going to be that big play guy. They don't need him to. They have Stefan Diggs. They they even get some productions out of guys like Gabriel Davis, Mm -hmm. who we saw, you know, be pretty competent, especially week one against Pittsburgh. He had that big touchdown catch for them there. Um, But we're we're looking at this team just being one that that has a number of facets to go and 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 kind of hurt you. And the running game is not necessarily one, not that it can't be competent with Zach Moss, that it can't be competent with Devin Singletary. But I mean, this team is just kind of loaded with skill position players and they kind of each do their own individual thing. Emmanuel Sanders, I'm shocked by how well he's played so far in the early going as well. He's got two, two reception, reception touchdown games now. I mean, all that volume looking at him. I mean, Stefan Diggs at $34 is a given. You should be having exposure there. Nobody uh, would possibly say that he is not a good play going up against this Tennessee secondary, but figuring out who that second piece of the bills is going to be is really the make or break portion of this slate. And for me, I feel like Cole Beasley will be the lowest rostered out of every single one of them. And that's going to make me a little bit more inclined to be overweight on him. So let's say for the lineups you have, where you're going to put Josh Allen at the top. How many receivers from the Bills are you willing to go to when you look at this game? Is it, are you maxing out at two and just kind of taking two and mixing them up with less Beasley and more Knox, Sanders, Diggs? I think you can absolutely go three. And I think you can really go three. If you're going to go Josh Allen, you're going to go Derrick Henry. Go ahead and play some of these cheapies because I think getting 10, 12 out of them, which I mean, Dawson Knox has been blowing that out of the water, as has Sanders. The guy who hasn't been is Cole Beasley. But again, I think part of that is just two annihilations where they didn't need to have him on the field nearly as much. They were in control of both those games from start to finish and never really needed him to, to be in there for big plays for, for some of those short out routes where, you know, he's just able to get you those first downs a la Hunter Renfro or something of that nature. Like well, Sanders I, I does some of those things too. I, I think that's does. been an issue for them as well. Not only you know, has he hit for some big plays, but 
he, he's a move to sticks kind of guy too. He could do a little bit of everything. I always like Emmanuel Sanders. Yeah. I mean, going back to Denver, he was so much fun. And then his one year in new Orleans, I would say underwhelming would be the mm-hmm. right word for it. Um, but I, I do think just to having Josh Allen as your quarterback, as opposed to a dusty and let's just call him dusty. Now at this point, uh, drew Brees, that's just kind of what it was at that point in time. Uh, he just wasn't good anymore. And so I'm happy to be firing up three pass catchers with Josh Allen. And I think it's actually going to be something that I'm going to prefer to do as opposed to always having to mix in the defense here or there because Derrick Henry can absorb so much of that production in some of those builds. I'm not saying that I'm not going to have any Derrick Henry. That would be foolish on this kind of a slate. But if you think Derrick Henry is going to be in control of it for the Tennessee offense, playing Allen with Sanders, Knox, and whomever else you want, whether that's Colt Beasley, whether or not that's a, a guy down there like $16 Devin Singletary, that should be a path you do quite a bit. Now, uh, this uh, Bills running game, it's dusty, but not because they're old, just because like they don't get used a whole lot. Uh, Zach Moss, under 200 yards rushing. David Segletary has gone for 284 yards rushing, but he's only got one touchdown. Moss has three touchdowns. has been uh, more of a factor in the passing game, though they have about an equal amount of targets. Uh, they don't want to run the ball, and this isn't really a big thing for them, even when they get way up ahead in these games. But we expect, I think, this can be a little closer than, say, the blowout against uh, Houston and some of the other blowouts earlier this year for the Bills. How much do you really want to get to these running backs? It depends. Zach Moss has been really solid, uh, kind of just shocking, if you will, con- considering we think about this being just such a pass-heavy team, and it is, don't get me wrong, but over 10 fantasy points out of Zach Moss every single game this season He's the guy who's starting to get all of this rushing work, 13, 14, 11 carries in his last three. I just, you know, after, after a very strange surprise scratch there in week one, I don't even know all the, the situation that surrounded that whatsoever, but Devin Singletary didn't really show anything. He's definitely been involved as well. They've been in these positive game scripts. So he ended up having 14 rushing attempts in week three, but if this game stays closer, which again, it, it should be closer than what they had against Kansas City, which is strange to say out loud and definitely closer than the Houston one. I don't see both of them getting that much rushing volume. I think Zach Moss probably gets the lion's share of it. I want to probably mix him into some lineups a little bit more just from the volume standpoint. I don't know how he necessarily cor- correlates with Josh Allen here in this spot, but I don't really care. I'm kind of expecting them both to be able to handle theirs on a one game slate. Devin Singletary is probably going to be a little bit more of a write off for me. He's had low target volume in the passing game here. Now uh, he's had under three targets now in the last three consecutive games here. Again, those have all been positive game scripts. If they get behind Devin Singletary makes some sense, but I feel pretty confident in saying I still, even if they're down just a touchdown, Zach Moss is probably going to be getting the, the majority of the snaps. And then, you know, look, some people are going to like the Bills defense in this game, though they are expensive, $21 here. Uh, the Titans, as you mentioned, you're going to put Derrick Henry up top. You think it's going to be a slow, methodical game. Maybe you get a little different and go to the Titans defense, only $10 there, minimum price. Um, but let's, uh, let's kind of get into the Bills defense here. Is there... Is there enough optimism? Because the Bills defense, they've been good this year. They've put up points. They've gotten things done. Um, You know, if they get ahead, do they just route Tennessee? Is that one of the options on the board? Well, I mean, they've been like slate breakers is what they've been this entire season. It's it's pretty pretty insane. But they're a $21 defense, which is, I, I, I don't really have words for it. If they beat me, they beat me. Um, I, I would say it would have to get down to around the 5 to 6% spot. I, I think people might click on them because they see how many fantasy points they're putting up per game. People are in their hand-building lineups. It's like, oh, the Bills have more than Emmanuel Sanders per game, but 
I don't, I don't really see myself getting super crazy with it. I think I will involve the bills in maybe one or two lineups where it's just an onslaught of the bills. I think that's when the defense becomes a little bit more interesting. Sure. A pick six could be super fluky and it could Mm -hmm. somehow work out optimally, but at $21, the bills would still have to beat out Emmanuel Sanders, Dawson Knox, Zach Moss, Julio Jones, Cole Beasley, Devin Singletary. That's a lot of skill position players. It's only a $2 difference. Yeah, $2 to get up to Ryan Tannehill. But for sure, they got to beat everybody that's cheaper than them. And I just can't see that happening more times than, you know, two or three out of out of 100 where it's really going to work out that way. Um, maybe I'm overthinking that a little bit. They've definitely got after the quarterback. They're definitely extremely effective at creating turnovers. I mean, you don't have nine picks through five games and not carry some upside defensively. But $21, just the wrong price tag. I weirdly think I would rather take shots on the $10 Tennessee Titans defense where you get a pick six, you get a punt return touchdown or something Mm -hmm. of that nature. That's really what could throw this slate out of kink because Josh Allen is obviously going to be a big part of builds. And I think you could still play him alongside the Tennessee defense. And I have no problem with it. And look, if you love Derrick Henry tonight, in that superstar spot, then it makes some sense to go to the Titans defense along Mm -hmm. with that. We know those things correlate. Uh, So the superstar spot, we kind of hit it at the top, but just to, to review a hundred percent Allen for you. How much do you even think about going to Henry and and trying to mix it up a little bit? And I guess, you know, maybe you could hope Stefan Diggs just has a crazy game. If AJ Brown is out, Mm -hmm. does Julio Jones go off? But I mean, you're, we're kind of reaching with some of those. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm more of the mind with Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen quarterbacks that have these dual threats that have such high floors where I will just jam them and, and play them all in the superstar spot and try to figure it out later just because, it feels like I can still get different enough in the flex spots to kind of capture some of that upside. And I understand if you want to make just a few lineups and you want to throw Derek Henry up top there or Stefan Diggs, I think I, I said, I'm more inclined to try out Ryan Tannehill in a superstar spot. And I might get one or two as I'm kind of talking myself through some of these builds. If it's going to have AJ Brown who has a big game and, and Julio Jones who has a big game instead of Derek Henry, that might be a path to take, but as of right now, if the slate started this second, it would be hard for me not to have 100% Josh Allen with a 10-point, 10 10-point 10 projected difference between him and Derrick Henry. He has uh, really been something else. What is his fourth year in the NFL and the, the leaps that Josh Allen has taken? But he's he's that guy. Kind of said it and forget it uh, with what he has done for these uh, Buffalo Bills so far this season. All right, mm-hmm. that about does it for the Yahoo yeah. NFL Live Show. We appreciate you guys being active in the chat. Uh, we have plenty of content to come here on the Osmo DFS channel. Uh, the NFL Showdown Deeper Dive starts up at 6.30 Eastern, and then live before lock will take you right up to lock. <laughs> Makes sense. Eric Lindquist, always a pleasure, sir. I'll be Enjoy it, my guy. Later, Thanks. Guys.